Well, hello, Crossroads. How's everybody doing? Uh, my name is Lance, and I'm one of the pastors here. That feels really weird to say. Uh, it's going to take some time for me to get used to that. Uh, but it is my pleasure. I'm so happy to be with you here in Fremont and in Hayward uh, to have the opportunity to give this message and continue in our series called My Big Fat Mouth. Uh, now, when we first started planning this series, Pastor Paul said, if we're going to do a series called My Big Fat Mouth, Lance, you have to speak in that series. I'm not sure what he meant by that, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. Now, have you guys loved this series as much as I have? Yeah. I, 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 does anyone else have foot in mouth disease like I do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you been learning a lot from this series like I have? I want to encourage you, if you have missed any of the last few weeks of messages, make sure you go onto our website and check those out. Uh, they've been so good. Uh, you can go onto our website, click on messages, and you can listen to all of them there. Uh, Paul started this series by telling us to shut the heck up. Thanks for that. Uh, and uh, then after that, Dwayne talked to us about being people of truth and honesty and not to lie. And then last week, Mike talked to us about how important it is to unplug from the chaos and stress of the world and social media and to plug into God and what he has for us and his hope and peace for our lives. And today, we're going to talk about gossip, the rumor mill, the water cooler mumblings, if you will. Uh, all of us would probably say that we know somebody who gossips, don't we? Uh, I bet you know someone who gossips. Don't elbow the person next to you. That's not okay. Church party foul on that, okay? Uh, but maybe you've heard some gossip recently. Uh, maybe for you, you have a problem with your mouth and you speak a little too much gossip. Whatever the case, it's rampant in our lives, is it not? It happens all the time. We hear it all the time. And the question is why? Well, the Bible speaks to this actually in Proverbs 18.8, where it says this, rumors are like dainty little morsels that sink deep into a person's heart. Dainty little morsels. It's so true. I mean, you can be in a conversation, just a regular old conversation, talking to people, and all of a sudden, somebody says something like, hey, did you hear about, and all of a sudden, you know, attention, you're in, what, did I hear about what, oh, who did it, what, with them, and then you heard about it, and then, oh, I mean, you're just in, right? Uh, it's dainty little morsels. Uh, a good way to illustrate this, at least for me, are peanut butter M&Ms. Uh, it always comes back to food with me, gang. You'll learn this. Uh, but here's the deal. These are some of my favorite candies. I recently started a diet, okay? I'm not eating any sugar or carbs lately. But up until a few weeks ago, I had this M&M dispenser sitting on a shelf behind my desk. Uh, and I had to move it over to Judy's office because I needed to avoid temptation because here's the problem. If I eat one, I cannot stop. Okay, uh, like if I were to eat one of these things right now, you would spend the rest of the service watching me eat peanut butter M&Ms, and that would not be good for anybody. They are like dainty little morsels to me. Uh, and we're not eating that one. Uh, and that's exactly what gossip is though, isn't it, right? <gasps> she did what with who for how many cookies? Oh my gosh, I had no, and then she told him, and then you just, <laughs> right? You just go in. Gossip, dainty little morsels. There's an old expression that says a lie or gossip can travel halfway around the world before the truth can get its pants on. 
Sounds about right, doesn't it? I mean, especially today in the age of social media, like Mike talked about last week, it takes nothing more than a tap, a click, or a swipe, and suddenly the world will know. Another thing about gossip, uh, the more that it's shared, actually the further it becomes from the truth. It's like it starts over here as one thing, and then it ends up like way over there as something else, okay? And it has, it's completely different. It doesn't even resemble how it first began. Uh, did any of you ever play that game Telephone when you were a kid? Okay, uh, if, you've ever heard, if you've never heard of it, everyone sits in a line or a circle, and someone starts by whispering a sentence into somebody else's ear. And then they, that person whispers what they think they heard to the person next to them, and then they do the same to the next and the next, and so on and so on and so on, until it gets to the last person. And by the time it gets there, the sentence is nowhere near what it was when it began. Now, as a game, it's pretty funny, but I think what happens sometimes is that even though we can have some fun with this, I think we kind of tend to think about gossip as like a childish issue right? Like gossip, isn't that something people did in like junior high and high school? Like that's not an actual current thing, is it? The fact of the matter is that if you have been stung by gossip, regardless of your age, you know the pain it can inflict. Maybe for you, you've lost a friendship over some gossip that somebody shared. Maybe you were really, really embarrassed by something that somebody said about you. Whatever the case may be, gossip is no laughing matter. It can sting because those rumors sink deep into a person's heart. The problem with gossip, I think many times, is that it's very difficult for us to see in the mirror when we're saying something. In fact, sometimes people even disguise gossip as a prayer request. Have you heard that one? Hey, um, so I think we need to pray for Michael. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's kind of hanging out with Karen a lot. She's the new hire at work. And while they're kind of working late a lot together, and I don't think they're working late unless they're working late, if you know what I mean. And I just think we need to pray for Michael and his marriage, okay? What is that? That is not prayer. Friends, that is gossip. Thinly and poorly disguised. And what also happens, and I've heard this one, sometimes people will say, but it's true. What I'm saying is true. So it can't possibly be gossip because it's true. I recently heard a great quote from Pastor Craig Groeschel about this. And he said, everything that is said must be true. But not everything that is true must be said. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. That is so true. What we have to realize is what we are told in the Bible in Proverbs 18.21. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. See, we can use our big fat mouths to speak death and darkness, or we can use our words to speak life into the people we do life with. So the question becomes, what do you want to be known for? Speaking life and encouragement and building someone up or tearing someone down and bringing death to that individual? 
Well, of course, we want to speak life over people because we realize that speaking death actually hurts people, and most of us never want to hurt anybody, right? But when we gossip, it hurts so many. I want to take a look at a few of the different people that gossip hurts. So if you're taking notes, uh, the first fill-in is that gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. Gossip can wreak havoc in the life of the person it's spoken about. It hurts. It does damage. It can even destroy relationships. Look at Proverbs 16, 28. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife, and gossip separates the best of friends. Some of us here today know exactly how that feels. We know exactly what that verse is talking about. You've been separated from a really close friend, maybe even a family member, because of gossip. Because of somebody sharing something that they they shouldn't have shared. Maybe for you, they shared something that was as simple in your world as like a a secret crush that you had on somebody. And the death of that, coming to grips with the fact that that crush isn't going to come to realization, hurts, but it's not as painful as the feeling of betrayal of trust from a friend. Or, Or maybe it's something more significant. Maybe you confided in someone that you had an addiction. Maybe to a substance, maybe to pornography, I I don't know. But somebody shared something about that and it got around. And because of that, because they shared it, it has actually set you back in your process as you're trying to overcome this addiction because you feel so guilty and you struggle with this so much. Maybe somebody shared about a struggle that you're having in your marriage. Uh, You shared it with a confidant or, or a friend and they couldn't help it. They just shared it. And the next thing you know, Your spouse finds out that you'd mentioned it to someone and and the thing just blows up in your face and you feel the pain and the sting of gossip. And can I just say, if someone has gossiped about you and you have felt or been victim of their bitterness, their small-mindedness, or their insecurities, I want to encourage you to remember that it could be worse. You could be them. Because gossip hurts the person it's spoken about, but it also hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the listener. Now, I know some of you are wondering right out of the gateway, did I hear that right? It hurts the listener? Yes, the listener. Look at what the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 4. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Or you could say, if you listen to gossip, you are wrong. Listening to gossip is wrong. It hurts you as the listener. And do not think for a moment that once they're done talking to you, they're not going to start talking about you. I heard this statement recently, and it really hit me. What you permit, you promote. What you permit, you promote. If we're going to allow someone to verbally run down a friend, run down a family member, uh, run down an acquaintance, it really doesn't matter who, 
We are promoting what they are saying simply by us listening to it, by our own inaction. The Bible is clear. It is wrong to listen to gossip. Therefore, we know that gossip also hurts the listener. So it hurts the person who had spoken about. It hurts the listener. And furthermore, gossip hurts the speaker. Gossip hurts the speaker. Now, we understand it hurts who we're talking about. That one's easy. And after reading that last verse, we get how it hurts the listener. But how does it hurt the speaker, the gossiper? Like, how does it hurt them? Well, look again to Proverbs, this time in chapter 25, verses 9 and 10. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. Whoa. I mean, you could spend a lifetime building a good reputation. The Bible says you go, you start gossiping, somebody could accuse you, and you will never regain that good reputation again. Think about it. I mean, when you're listening to someone or hearing someone speak gossip, nobody ever looks on that person speaking gossip and tearing somebody down and goes, man, I want to be more like that guy. Like one day, I want to be like that, tearing people down with your words, trashing them, destroying them. I want to be like you. That is not what you think, right? No, I think in those moments when we are hearing someone else try to shove that dainty little morsel of gossip down our gullet, We have one or both of these thoughts. One, this person has constipation of the mind and gonorrhea of the mouth, and I don't want anything to do with it. Or two, uh, I wonder what they're going to say about me when I'm not around. And also somewhere in there, we're probably thinking something like, I want to be careful what I say right now because they're going to share it with God only knows who. But you do not look on and think, oh my goodness, they're so great. We don't do that. In fact, when you talk badly about people who are not around, it says more about you than it does about them. Right? We do not need to invent things with our small mind and share them with our big fat mouth. Are you with me? The gossip hurts the person it's spoken about. It hurts the listener. And it hurts the speaker. In other words, gossip hurts everybody. And since that is true, our goal should be pretty simple, right? Like, don't gossip. But the question then becomes, how do we do that? Well, if you're taking notes, there are two different things we're going to talk about. And my goal here is to give us some very simple, very easy, very practical things that we can actually walk away from church with today and have immediate tools we can use to help put a stop to gossip in our lives. Sound good? Okay. The first one is this. Guard your ears. Guard your ears. Uh, As I was preparing for this message, I was doing some research, and I came across an article in a psychology magazine. And in this magazine, it said that you could stop gossip with just one question. Now, in that moment, much like you probably are now, I was very intrigued. What is the question? Pray tell. You want to hear it? Okay, here it is. Why are you telling me this? 
why are you telling me this? Now, listen, you don't have to get all sassy about it when you ask. Like, um, so why are you telling me this? It doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to go there, okay? It doesn't have to be antagonistic. You can just very politely ask, so why are you telling me this? Uh, the article went on to say that this question causes the person to stop and take a mental inventory and really assess why they are asking you that question or sharing that information with you in that moment. It's a good question. But some of you, I can hear you right now. I can't do that. That's a great question, but it seems very combative. I just, I, that's not me. I, I could never do that. I dig. So here's how this is. I'm going to try to give you a softer question. Okay? This one, it's a softer approach, but it should still work. Uh, here's, here's the question. Have you had a chance to talk to so-and-so about this? Have you had a chance to talk to that person about this? It's a little softer, right? Uh, and when you ask them, have you had a chance to talk to that person about this? Like 98% of the time, the answer is going to be, uh, no, no, I haven't. And right there, you can stop, case closed, you can tell them to go to talk to that person and boom, change the subject, you're done. Where does this amazing question come from? Have you talked to so-and-so about this, right? It is not just something some psychologist came up with the wow people in an article, okay? Guess what? It comes from Jesus. Jesus came up with this. In Matthew 18, Jesus is talking about a conflict between two believers. And he says, listen, what you need to do is go privately and speak to the person you have a problem with. And if, they, if you do, maybe they'll listen to you. They'll confess it. And then guess what? You've won them back, okay? The Bible says this. So this is actually something that Jesus taught us to do when we ask the question, have you had a chance to talk to so-and-so about this? You're actually helping them to do what Jesus tells them to do, which is a great thing. So look at it that way. If you're struggling to ask someone that question, say, I'm going to help them do what Jesus would want them to do. Uh, and you're helping someone be more like Jesus and also stopping the gossip and going back to the person in question. So we're going to guard our ears. But I think even when we do that, sometimes it doesn't matter how many good questions we ask, uh, sometimes people just won't shut their big fat mouths. Am I right? And you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. They won't shut up. They just keep going. Am I the only one that feels that way? Um, and in that case, it may come to the point where you have to kind of distance yourself from that relationship or potentially even completely sever that relationship. And that is sad. I don't think we want to do that. But friends, it is a biblical principle. It's found in Proverbs chapter 20. A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. Very simple, very clear instruction from the book of Proverbs. So we're going to guard our ears. The second thing we can do to help control gossip is close your mouth. Close your mouth. Sounds very simple, it is very effective, but that can be the hardest thing to do sometimes. Okay, I'm going to need your help. Both campuses, here at Fremont and in Hayward, uh, we are going to learn a Bible verse today. All right, so I'm going to read this Bible verse out loud, and then we are all going to read it together. Both campuses, okay? Let me hear you say okay. Okay. Uh, it is Proverbs 21:23. It is on the screen. It is in your notes. Uh, I'm going to read it first. Here we go. Watch your tongue. Keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. 
Pretty simple verse, all right? We're all going to read it together. Here we go. Both locations. Help me out. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Very good. One more time. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Congratulations. For some of you, that may be the first Bible verse you ever memorized. Uh, how many going to go home and share that with their kids today? Yeah. Uh, but here's the deal. If we watch our tongue, we keep our mouth shut, we will stay out of trouble. If you find yourself feeling like you need to share something, stop, keep your mouth shut, and ask yourself this question. Would I want someone sharing similar information about me if I were not around? Yet again, another principle from Scripture that Jesus teaches us. The Bible's amazing, gang. I don't know if you knew that. You should read it, really, seriously. Luke 6.31, often referred to as the golden rule. Jesus teaches us that we should do to others as we would have them do to us. So when it comes to gossip, when you are about to speak something about another person who is not around, would you want someone speaking similar information about you if you were not around. And in these questions, we can begin to understand ways that we can kill some gossip in our lives. What are we going to do? We're going to guard our ears and close our mouths. Watch your tongue, keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. See, the problem with gossip The problem with complaining and criticizing and lying, the problem with our big fat mouths is that it's not actually a problem with our big fat mouths. It's our broken and sin-stained heart. That's the problem. Because Jesus said in Luke 6.45 that for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we're listening to gossip, here's what happens. And this is why this stuff is like the dainty little morsels, right? Uh, It just sinks deep into our hearts. Why? It's so deceptive. Why is that? It's because it's got just a little bit of truth embedded in it. Because the reason we gossip is found in this statement. Gossip claims, I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel claims, I am weak, but he is strong. You see, we share gossip because if I can talk about somebody else's lack of fashion sense, if I can talk about somebody else's problems on social media, if I can share somebody else's addiction, if I can talk about somebody else's bad marriage, then I don't have to talk about mine. And if I can push somebody down just a little bit and then I can step over them, it might make me feel just a little bit better about me. Gossip claims that I am strong because they are weak. But the gospel claims I'm weak, but he is strong. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks when we recognize who we are, when we recognize whose we are, it begins to change our hearts. 
You see, when we begin to understand and realize that we are actually fearfully and wonderfully made according to Psalm 139, and in Ephesians, it tells us that we are God's masterpiece, that we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, and that God says that he will be faithful to complete what he started in us, and you realize that I was designed and created with a purpose and a plan, and that God has a good plan for my life, and in that knowledge... In the knowledge that in my very weakness, he is strong. What we find is that our heart begins to be transformed. And when our heart starts to become transformed, and we recognize I don't have to put others down to feel like I'm accepted or that I'm loved, but I understand that in God's economy, I am unconditionally loved and accepted by the creator of the universe. Not by just what people say about me. Not to others, not on social media. But rather about what God, the creator and sustainer of life itself, says and speaks over me. When my heart gets transformed and when God gets a hold of my heart, he also gets a hold of my big fat mouth. And by the grace of God, my mouth goes from complaining, criticizing, lying, gossiping, to beginning to sow the seeds of life and love in my relationships. I start to speak life over people. I start to speak truth and love because I don't, don't feel like I need to be better than you. I only need to help point you to the one who made me, and that's Jesus. I begin to see that I can now speak life. The Bible says that we are to encourage one another daily so long as it is called today. When our hearts are transformed, we begin to realize that we can be a vessel used by God to speak life and truth over somebody else and to help them understand and embrace the transformative love and power of God in their lives as well. What if, what if you got caught? Not gossiping, but what if you got caught encouraging somebody. What would that even look like? Maybe it looked like this. Hey, did you hear what John said about you? No, what did he say? He said that uh, he's never seen somebody your age have the leadership gifts and the wisdom that you possess. He said that? Yeah, he did. Or maybe it sounds like, did you hear what Rachel said about you? No, what'd she say? Well, she said that the way you serve other people, it's caused her to realize that she needs to serve others the way that Jesus did. And when she sees your example of the way that you just selflessly serve others and give of yourself, it has inspired her to be more like Christ. She said that about me? She sure did. What if you got caught encouraging somebody? In that moment, I think we might begin to recognize as we understand who Jesus is, that he is the way and the truth and the life that he brings life. Encouragement, positive words can bring life. 
then all of a sudden our words begin to emulate those of our creator. The one who sustains, who renews, who transforms our heart. And in that transformation process, our mouths cannot help but be transformed as well. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word and your truth that does truly transform our hearts. We pray today, God, that you would help us to always have ears to hear and eyes to see that which you put in front of us. And that we would use our words to speak love and life into people's lives. We thank you, God, for the good work that you are doing in us. God, would you help us this week to shut down the gossip in our lives by guarding our ears and closing our mouths. May we also be keenly aware of the situations that you put us in where we have the opportunity to speak life and truth over someone. We pray that we would have the courage to speak those words and that we would not hold them back, God, but that we would fearlessly, recklessly encourage others. Because when we do, we know that people will be transformed by your love and your power. God, thank you for bringing us together today. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen.